Hi, and thanks for checking out our City Reach Philly podcast from wherever you are listening. We hope you are encouraged by this week's message. You know, last week when the pastor was, was preaching, I really felt, I'm already emotional, that I should share a word with the church. And you know what? The Lord always does this to me, that when I'm going through a certain time in my life, he wants me open. So for the next 30 minutes, I'm going to share with you a word according to what the Holy Spirit has placed in my heart. And the pastor has been preaching during the last few weeks about what song? Come on, Psalm 23. And today I'm going to kind of follow up in, in verse 4. But I really want you to stay put because I believe that when I'm going through, I'm not the only one in this house. I believe that many of you are going through the same thing, and it's why the Lord has me here sharing this word with you. Even though I walk through the valley, darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And I want to share with you, I think I've shared this story with the ladies before, but one of the scariest moments I've ever had as a person is a time that I was driving from Baltimore to Western Pennsylvania. And in the midst of it, it got dark really quickly. And I was, you know, I'm a city girl. I was not in the city anymore. You know those dark, small roads in the middle of Pennsylvania. It got dark. And for miles, I was the only car on the road. And I was a little nervous, but I was okay. I had my GPS. I knew I was going. In fact, we were going to a youth event. Um, in our previous church, and I wanted to surprise my, surprise my husband and the youth of the church, so I made it from one place to the next. And right in the middle of it, when I was all comfortable, it was a little dark, and you know, road was small. The worst thing that could have happened, I don't know how many of you watch horror movies, I'm not, I don't like horror movies, I don't like scary movies, but I know what happens, just like in a movie. From the side, a pickup truck with bright lights begins to, what I thought was follow me. So now, it's me and this truck on this dark road, and the truck got really, really close to me, and wherever I went, that truck was behind me. And my mind started getting um, really creative. And because I've seen enough movies, I knew I'm gonna get pulled off the road, I'm gonna get killed, they're gonna take the car, they're gonna dump it in the lake, Mark is never gonna know it. All these things that happen to us when we are afraid, when we're scared. To make things worse, in the midst of that, my GPS stops working, and now I don't know where I am. So I have the pickup truck behind me, and I have no idea, no sense of direction where I am and where I'm going. And this, to me, took an hour or more, but I can't even tell you how long it took, but I can tell you that I was nervous, I was disoriented, I was planning what the funeral will look like, and all the things that we do when we're afraid, when we feel we have no protection or guidance. Thank God that all of a sudden I saw a gas station, I pulled into the gas station, it was a very small I went inside, grabbed bought some water, and if you've ever been to central Pennsylvania, there's not a lot of people that look like me. So when I walked into the gas station, what happened? Everything got quiet, everyone stared, and then I got more nervous. And then I remembered that I had an iPad in my trunk. When quickly got the iPad, and then received, was able to get reception through there, and I made it. And why am I sharing that with you? I'm sure you have your own scary story. The moment maybe in your life 
many mothers in this house know what I'm talking about. The moment that your child doesn't call you, you don't know where they're at, you're already thinking something really bad happened to them. Right, Joseph? Uh-huh. We do that. We do this as a parent. Can't you call me? Can't you let me know where you're at? We think the worst. And in this scripture, I want to really point two main points in this conversation today. Number one, my comfort in difficult moments comes from knowing that God is my guidance and protection. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. And the next thing we're going to talk about is the shepherd is with me when I walk through the valleys of life, leading me to my final destination. The first three, message, three um, verses in verse 23 that the pastor has been preaching about have actually been very colorful, very soothing, very relaxing, right? Still waters, green pastures, straight paths, everything I need I will get from my shepherd. And that has been colorful, and I don't know about you, but I've been feeling really good, at peace. God has my back. But now, in verse 4, there's a transition. We move away from green and still and peaceful, then we move into darkness. And for you, I don't know if it's a transition that you like, but that is a transition in life. That not everything is green and beautiful and still. That there's moments in our life that we go through shadows of death. And as I read this transition and started thinking about what am I going to share with you, I started reading a little bit more about the shepherd. And you know what? The shepherd is not surprised about this transition. In fact, shepherds are used to this. Actually, shepherds are used to moving sheep from one destination to the other. Think about this. You can have sheep eating at a location or a spot, and guess what happens? Food runs out, and it's time to move. And the shepherd knows that in that journey, there's going to be some dark valleys. There's going to be some moments when the sheep are going to need the shepherd. And I want to talk to you today that in those moments of dark valleys is when you need your shepherd the most. It's when to you really need to be able to tune and hear what he has to say to you. Are you familiar with this? Are you familiar with being in a dark valley? Are you familiar with being surrounded with shadows all around you and you're afraid and you're scared and you don't know what's going to happen next? And maybe... You're going through that right now. Maybe you just received some news, or maybe you're going through something that you're like, God, I cannot believe that I'm going through this right now. Or maybe you say, Wanda, I'm good. My prayers are being answered. I'm in a good spot. And I will tell you, if you're in that place, I will tell you that a valley is coming. This is part of life. It's part of the journey. Shepherds know that they move the sheep from one location to the other, and in that journey, they go through valleys. So that tells us something, City Reach. That tells us in our life journey, we need to know that you can be in a great place right now, but the shepherd will guide you through a dark valley to your final destination. Moving sheep through valleys is what a good shepherd does. The better the shepherd, the better that this person is able to move from one place to the next. And I don't know about you, but I am so confident 
that my shepherd is not just a shepherd, but my shepherd is the best that there is, that he has all of the skills, that he's able to take me from point A to point B. God commands and gives and tells us that he will protect us, and because he says so, he will do it. I'm here to let you know that the valleys of your life is not your final destination. It's just a temporary phase of your life, and you have to go through it. You have, there's no way around it. Many of us in this culture want to move and get away and avoid problems. And I'm not saying go find your problems. I'm saying that in the midst of your storm, in the midst of your valley, you need to be able to say, he's my shepherd. I have all confidence in him. And this is just a temporary process. If we read the scripture, look what it says. Even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death. Walk through. Temporary. Hear about it. You're just walking through. It doesn't say that you arrived. It doesn't say that you're staying in your valley forever. The word is clear. It tells you that you are walking through. And I want the media team to follow me. Walk through. Walk through. That's where we are walking through the valley. Think about that. That wherever you are, you just you did not arrive. So maybe you're sick. Maybe there's something going in your family. Maybe you're unemployed. Or maybe things are not going the way you dreamed. I don't know about you, but I dream and I have things and I plan my life out. And God, I always say he has a sense of humor. It never looks the way I dreamed it. It never looks the way I planned it. But I want you to understand, City Reach, that you are walking through. It is not permanent. It is just part of the process. And not only are the valleys temporary, not only do they come to an end at some point, but they come to an end and that valley opens up. It begins to descend, the valley spills out, and you ascend to higher ground. I want you to be confident that in this process through 
generation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Psalm 56 says, when I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. In God whose word I praise, in God I trust, I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? In this valley of deep darkness, we are tempted to respond with fear, to run in fear, or to run to fear. You pick, you choose, we know we go there. But fear is not a place of refuge. It is not a safe place. Fear is a darkness even deeper than the valley itself. That's what fear is. And it's actually telling me in this scripture that I will fear no evil. And why wouldn't I fear evil? Why wouldn't I be real and say that I am in a valley and things look really bad for me? I feel really alone. I feel really forgotten. But look what the word of God tells me. I will fear no evil because you are with me. And the scripture and the word that we're using here change a little bit because now David is referring to God as you. And I think about a conversation when you have, you can talk about him over there, God, and that seems very distant. But the moment I say you, you're in my face, you're in my spot. Now I'm personal with you. And David understood that his shepherd was there, was present, and now this was personal. I want to remind you, City Reach, that everything changes the moment the shepherd is intimately present. He's present. And the reason why we don't fear when we're in that dark valley is not because we're strong. It's not because we're important. It is because the shepherd is with us. And if we understand that when he is present, everything, everything goes away. Everything is possible when he's there. As we walk through our valleys, we are not alone. We are not alone. And maybe you've heard that so many times and you say, yeah, Wanda, I know what you're saying, but I feel so alone right now. I feel like there's no hope. I feel that there's nothing good ever happens to me. I go from bad to worse. And just when things get a little bit better, they get even worse. Jesus said, I behold, I am with you always to the end of age. And in Hebrews, I love this scripture. And if you're feeling this way, I suggest that this is the scripture that you highlight in your Bible app, that you write on an index card, put this in your mirror, because look what Hebrews says. I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? If God is our shepherd and God is with us, then we know we are always under his faithful guidance. So we have talked about the valley. We talked about fear. We talked about the shepherd. You, as, as David refers to him, being intimate and personal is with him. And then you say, okay, then what's next? Well, it doesn't finish there. It says that even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And if I'm honest with you, I've actually known this verse, in this um, psalm in Spanish. I grew up in a Spanish church, and I 
didn't know it. I never really understood this in English. But when I read and started studying, I'm thinking, wow, I never even understood what I was saying. Your rod and your staff, they come from me. What does that even mean? Well, it means that in the shepherds in many cultures have two items. There's two items that they carry for guidance and protection. And the first one is the rod. The rod is a short but thick stick kept in the shepherd's belt. It was mainly used as a weapon against predators to discipline stubborn and wayward sheep and to assist in examining and counting individuals. In that case, sheep. And you say, Wanda, what is a wayward sheep? You may not know the meaning, but I'm going to tell you, you know exactly what that is. It's a sheep that wanders from the flock into danger. And sheep that wander usually do it again and again and again. One of the roles of the shepherd is to keep boundaries for his sheep, meaning that they need to establish a place for them to stay because if not, they might end up jumping down a cliff. You see, sheep are not too bright, just like many of us in this room. Amen? We think we are, but we really are not. He knows, and what I also love that what he does with this, with the rod is at the end of the day, when he's putting and making sure he's counting all the sheep, he puts the rod in such a way, he makes the sheep go under the rod, and then he begins to count. Remember when he says that he leaves the 99, and he goes after the one, well, he needs to know that he's missing the one. So with that rod, he begins to count, and he says, one sheep, two three, four, seven, ten, twenty, it's like number twenty-five, that sheep is missing. The rod is a way that the shepherd uses to not only protect, but to know where are they? Have they gone astray? And I read this, and for the, those of you that are really sensitive, you might be bothered by this, but some ancient, ancient shepherds will break a straying lamb's leg and then split it so that the lamb will stay with the shepherd and learn not to run off. Break the leg. And I don't know if you think this morning that you're limping, that you can't walk because so many things are happening. And I'm saying that sometimes our shepherd has to use the rod with us to keep us close to him. Because if he doesn't do and he doesn't discipline us, we get really confident and we love the worldly things of this world and we stray and we're wayward. We keep going. We keep going until we die. The goal of God using the rod is not to hurt us. It's not for us to suffer, but it's for us to have comfort. I don't know about you, but when I think that someone is there, when I know that someone has my back and is there to protect me, even if they're strong, even if they're a little harsh with me, that gives me comfort to know I'm not alone. They got me. And this is really the point I want to make to you this morning, that you're not alone. Maybe what you're going through is just life. Or maybe what you're going through is a shepherd disciplining you. Because you've been a little bit too loose. You've been going a little bit too far. You have been staying and not keeping an eye and not staying with the flock. And the shepherd has to say, I need you back, my love. 
But we repent. And we humble ourselves before God. His blessing overflows in such a way that we feel protected. And then the shepherd also has a staff. Now this weapon is a little bit different. This tool is longer, it's thicker. The top of the staff has the familiar hook or the crook that you're used to seeing that you recognize from maybe Christmas plays. The straight bottom at the end was used to guide, to point. They're so long so you can actually put a barrier in such a way that you want them to go a certain way, then the sheep will go. In fact, sometimes the shepherd will take the staff and hit them in the belly or near the belly. Muevete, move. You gotta move a little bit further. And this is what the staff serves for these purposes. They round up the sheep. It gives them a longer arm. It guides sheep by applying pressure. Sometimes you feel some pressure by the staff of the shepherd. And sometimes the shepherd turns the staff, uses the crook, and has to get you from the neck and pull you close and say, you went too far. It's time for you to come home. You're in dangerous territory. You need to get back to me, the shepherd. And what David is emphasizing here is that he is, you are going to go through a valley. And in the valley, you will get scared. You will be afraid. But he is with you.
He defends us. He knows so much more than we can ever know. And that shepherd is here today. And maybe you have strayed away. Maybe you're one of the wayward sheep that went too far for too long. And you're feeling a little lost. The beautiful thing about our shepherd is that he's good. He's forgiving. He's always welcoming his sheep back. But you need to understand that if you say, God, I want you to be my shepherd, you have to be under his guidance and protection. That means that you can't do whatever you want to do. You can't be wayward. You have to come close. And tonight I have an invitation for you. That if you have been far away from him, that he's inviting you today to say, come close. I want you close to me. I want you so close that I want you to hear my voice. I want you so close that when I reach my steps, crook towards you, I can actually reach you so I can get you close. So today I make an invitation for those of you that maybe need to say to Jesus, I need you back. I want to make a new commitment with you because I was here and then I went so far away. Thank you. And at the count of three, I just want to make an invitation to anyone that is here today that says, I want to come back to the shepherd. I want the shepherd's guidance and protection. One, I want him to be with me during those moments that I think I want to give up, but I want the shepherd too to be with me. And at the count of three, can you raise your hand if you want to come back? Thank you, Father. Thank you for those hands. I want to come back. I try to stick on my own, but I can't. And church, let's raise our hands with them to show unity, to know that now we have more sheep with us. Father God, and repeat after me, Father, thank you. Thank you, shepherd, for loving me. Thank you, shepherd, for protecting me. Thank you, shepherd, for guiding me. Today, I come back home. Today, I commit my heart to you. I accept what you did at the cross for me, and I am your sheep. And you are my shepherd. Thank you, Father. And at this time, I also invite for maybe those of you that say, I am in the valley, Wanda. I'm in the valley right now. And fear is creeping up on me. I'm, I'm not hearing. I'm not seeing right. If you need our team to help you, pray with you, to encourage you, just to remind you that the shepherd should not fear. You don't need to fear that that shepherd is with you. His rod and his staff they comfort you. I pray that this morning the comfort of the Holy Spirit overwhelms this place in such a way that it does not matter what situation you're going through or what valley may be real and present in your life. All you will focus is in hearing the voice of the shepherd. Our defender. Our defender. Our defender. 
Thanks for listening this week. We hope you enjoyed the message. Please subscribe, rate, and comment on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you listen on. Have a blessed week.